April 2009, Domino's headquarters, Ann Arbor, Michigan. Communications Vice President Tim McIntyre swigs his morning coffee and checks the email that's just landed. Some blogger asking about something on YouTube. McIntyre clicks the link. He sees shaky camera phone footage of two uniformed employees in a Domino's kitchen. He turns up the volume and watches in horror. McIntyre's jaw drops as he watches a guy sneeze on a Domino's cheese stick then bury the snot with his finger. And then we'll watch him box it and then send it out onto the uh, heat rack to be served to some unlucky customer that's in need of some snot. McIntyre seethes with rage. He checks the number of views. Half a million. Uh-oh. He refreshes the page. The views leap to almost 600,000. He's got to shut this down fast. McIntyre fires off an email alerting senior management, the head of security, and the newly formed social media team. Next, he contacts YouTube and pleads for the video to be taken down. Domino's social media chief bursts into McIntyre's office. This is terrible, and it's all over social media. People are demanding to know what we're doing about it and why we're not saying anything. The reason for the silence is simple. Domino's is still a month out from adopting any kind of social media presence, and the company's only just seen the video. But in the everything now social media echo chamber, silence equals admission of guilt. McIntyre makes a snap decision. Launch the social media accounts right away. Start answering those questions. Tell people we're sickened by this disgusting behavior, that we don't yet know where it happened, but we won't rest until we find these people. And when we do, we will seek criminal charges. McIntyre notices his inbox filling up with emails from journalists seeking comment. He refreshes the video. 700,000 views. By lunchtime, it'll be more than a million. And if Domino's doesn't stop the damage fast, its reputation will get torn apart forever. Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash back on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Now, since you're a podcast listener, I'm sure you know all about how audio just does something to the imagination. So I'm really excited to tell you about how Audible's brand new exclusive thrillers are brought to life with that kind of captivating sound design, the eerie soundscapes and dynamic performances. There's one that caught my eye. I should say it caught my ear. It's an Audible original called Sleeping Dogs Lie by Samantha Downing. It details the aftermath of a local businessman's murder in Marin County, California, a once sleepy suburb now part of the bustling Silicon Valley area. And as an Audible member, well, you get to keep one title a month from their entire catalog, including bestsellers and new releases. New members can try Audible now free for 30 days. Head on over to audible.com slash BW or text BW to 500-500. That's audible.com slash BW or text BW to 500-500 and try out Audible free for 30 days. From Wondery, I'm David Brown and this is Business Wars. 
On the last episode, Pizza Hut struck gold with stuffed crusts, Papa John's muscled in on the pie fight, and Domino's online pizza tracker eased customers' waiting anxiety with order updates. But now Domino's is learning that the web can serve up disaster, as well as dollars. This is Episode 6, The Pizza Confession. It's April 2009, and Patrick Doyle rushes down the corridor of Domino's headquarters in Michigan. Just this morning, the 45-year-old company president was sunning himself in Florida. Now, he's heading into a firestorm. It's been six hours since Communications Vice President Tim McIntyre got sent the YouTube video of two Domino's workers loading a cheese stick with snot. The video's now had a million views. The social media team's engulfed in a blizzard of posts from outraged customers. And the stories on TV news. Doyle enters McIntyre's office. It feels like he's stepped into a war room. Phones are ringing off the hook. Staff are rushing around with fear in their eyes. He grabs McIntyre. Tim, what's the latest? Security's located the store. Where? A franchise in Conover, North Carolina. They fired the culprits. You know, I thought only teenagers would do something that idiotic, but these two are in their 30s. Unbelievable. Good news is we checked the orders. The food they tampered with never left the store. It was all a prank. But we're still pushing for criminal charges. We need to show we won't tolerate this. Good. What's next? Well, let's keep this in perspective. There's 300 million Americans, and most of them know nothing about this. We need to focus on the people who do know about it. So we need you to put out a YouTube video reassuring people that we're on it. I've got a camera ready and waiting down the hall. Okay, lead the way. Soon after, Doyle's address appears on YouTube. There is nothing more important or sacred to us than our customers' trust. We're re-examining all of our hiring practices to make sure that people like this don't make it into our stores. It sickens me that the actions of two individuals could impact our great system. Doyle's video gains little traction, but with the former employees heading to court and the Conover store getting deep cleaned, the crisis subsides. But the incidents highlighted another problem for the pizza giant. Beneath the video were dozens of comments slamming Domino's Pizza as mass-produced, boring, and bland. Some compare the crust to cardboard. It's getting harder and harder for the company to ignore its bad reputation. It's 2009, and in the Domino's conference room, Doyle winces and interrupts the researcher who's giving a presentation to him and his senior team. Chuck E. Cheese? People think our pizza's as bad as Chuck E. Cheese? The kid's arcade place? Man, that's a low blow. The researcher folds her arms. I'm just the messenger, but yes, Domino's and Chuck E. Cheese both score last out of all of the national pizza chains on perception of the food quality. But people do appreciate how efficient and reliable Domino's is to order from. Should I move on to the taste tests? Doyle nods. Okay, Domino's came in mid-range in the blind taste tests. Not great, but not bad. However, your score dropped significantly when we did non-blind tests. Doyle frowns. Hold up, hold up. I want to make sure I understand you right. Are you saying that when people know they're eating Domino's, our pizza tastes worse? 
Yes, that's what our taste tests found. Doyle slumps into his chair. Deep down, he's known for months that taste is Domino's weakest link. He sees it in how his pals look away when he suggests ordering Domino's. He sees it in the steady slide in sales and in the online criticism. And as the man set to become CEO in a few months' time, it's his problem to fix. After the researcher leaves, Doyle turns to his dejected team. This can't go on. Small improvements to the menu won't change perceptions. We're too far gone for that. We need something big. Something daring. The two marketing executives in the room glance at each other. Then, one of them speaks up. How daring do you want? We got an idea, but it's bold, really bold. Well, not so much bold, more do or die. I'm open to anything right now. Doyle listens as the marketing executives run him through their idea. When they finish, he looks shocked. Wow, uh, that is bold and blunt, really blunt. Uh, What's plan B if it doesn't work? The marketing executive shrugs. There's no plan B. If we do this and it fails, Domino's is finished. There's no coming back. Doyle stares out of the window deep in thought. Then... He turns back to his team. I might be about to become the shortest-serving CEO in American history, but I think we need to do this. It's risky, but it feels right. So, yeah, let's tell everyone. Our pizza sucks. In December 2009, Domino's launches Pizza Turnaround, a campaign where it admits to delivering substandard pizza. The company rolls out ads featuring criticism from real-life customers and heartfelt promises to do better. There comes a time when you know you've got to make a change. Pizza, where's the love? (laughs) How hard? Bread, sauce, cheese, fresh ingredients. Doesn't feel like there's much love in Domino's Pizza. I hear what some folks are saying about our stuff. Oh, this one's bad. Worst excuse for pizza I've ever had. The sauce tastes like ketchup? Totally void of flavor. You can either use negative comments to get you down, or you can use them to excite you and energize your process of making a better pizza. We did the latter. You can't just add a little salt or add a little something to the recipe. I mean, we basically had to start over with a new recipe. I can't wait to have people try it. And it's not even about being right. It's about us having great food. Domino's Pizza Confession works. Aided by price cuts and a money-back guarantee to anyone who thinks the new pizza isn't better, sales boom. By February, demand is rising so fast that Domino's nearly runs out of pepperoni. In the first quarter of 2010, the chain's U.S. sales jumped 14%. To maintain the momentum, Domino's announces it'll no longer use doctored photos of its food in marketing. Instead, it'll use photos sent in by its own customers. The news lifts sales even higher. Then, the company turns a Times Square billboard into a live Twitter feed, displaying both positive and negative tweets about Domino's. And yet again, sales grow. By opening up about its shortcomings and demonstrating its determination to improve, Domino's transforms its fortunes. And that's bad news for America's top pizza maker. The 2010s aren't going well for Pizza Hut. Its sales are slipping and its hundreds of iconic but dated red roof restaurants are now millstones around its neck. 
and competitors are attacking on multiple fronts. Papa John's is making a play for the lucrative game night pizza crowd by sponsoring the NFL. Little Caesars value pizzas are luring away the customers who still haven't recovered from the Great Recession. And fast casual chains like California Pizza Kitchen are nibbling away at its dine-in trade. But Pizza Hut's about to fire back. It's September 2014, and at the Pizza Hut Academy in Plano, Texas, today's lesson is underway. A blonde-haired woman in blue jeans patrols the food prep area in the Academy's kitchen. She's Jen Weber, the company's dean of pizza. Along the length of the food prep station are Pizza Hut managers from across America, and they're busy assembling pies. Weber peers over the shoulder of a West Virginia franchise owner. Excellent work. Now add the diced Roma tomatoes. She walks down the line and stops at a manager who's applying a spiral of balsamic drizzle to his completed pizza. Hmm, Tip for next time. Start the spiral from the outside and work in just like you would when layering pepperoni. It makes it easier to apply the drizzle correctly. This is a busy time for Weber. She's training a hundred store managers and area managers a day. By the time she's done, she'll have trained 1,300 people to make Pizza Hut's new pizzas. And soon, her students will be passing that knowledge on to thousands of kitchen workers. The new menu is no minor tweak. It's the biggest change to Pizza Hut's food since the Carney brothers founded the business in 1958. The new menu gives customers a mix-and-match choice of 10 crusts, 6 sauces, 5 drizzles, and new ingredients like fresh spinach, meatballs, and sliced banana peppers. The company hopes it'll tap into America's growing taste for exotic and experimental flavors. In all, the new menu offers two billion combinations, so many that you'd need more than 20 lifetimes of eating three pizzas a day to try them all. But the cost of introducing this menu is sky high. In addition to the training, Pizza Hut and its franchisees are spending millions refitting kitchens, printing menus, building new supply chains, and buying new utensils. The company's also updating its logo and switching its staff over to a new t-shirt and jeans uniform to create a more modern and casual vibe. And that's all before a single dollar is spent promoting the new options. It takes months and millions to get the new menu ready to go. But finally, in November 2014, it goes live nationwide. Pizza Hut's new menu has six bold sauces. One sauce. Marinara. Yeah, our marinara is classic, but the other sauces take pizza where it's never been before. There's honey sriracha. Why don't you try the buffalo sauce? No. Okay, how about premium crushed tomato? One sauce. Yeah. Actually, there's six. Marinara. Classic marinara, plus our other five sauces. Marinara. All right, fine. Get a pair of pizzas, classic or new, for $6.99 each. The Flavor of Now menu. Get it at PizzaHut.com. But the Flavor of Now doesn't move the dial. America barely seems to notice Pizza Hut's new offer of endless-choice low-calorie crusts and pretty swirls of balsamic drizzle. The following quarter, the new menu lifts sales just 1%. It ends five consecutive quarters of decline, but it's a poor return on investment. And with Domino's resurgent, Pizza Hut's long reign as the world's biggest pizza chain is under serious threat.
Are you drowning in a sea of meal kit options, feeling like you're in a bad dating game where every contestant sort of looks the same? Well, amidst the chaos, there is one shining star that is certainly worth your culinary affection. Home Chef has you and the entire family covered for delicious meals without the hassle. Choose from classic meal kits that can be prepped in less than 30 minutes, oven-ready kits with pre-chopped ingredients, or quick microwave meals that assemble in minutes. My favorite recipe is carb-conscious and calorie-smart but super satisfying. It's turkey meatball pomodoro with roasted garlic butter broccoli. Look, we've tried a lot of home delivery meals before. But Home Chef is superb, from the taste to the simplicity to the selections. And for a limited time, Home Chef is offering my listeners 18 free meals. Yes, 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life. You can find it at homechef.com slash BW. That's homechef.com slash BW for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash BW. Must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. If you're a small business owner, it isn't just your business. It's your life. Whatever your business might be, you want someone who understands. That's where State Farm Small Business Insurance comes in. See, State Farm agents are small business owners, too. They know what it takes to help you personalize your policies for your small business needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. It's fall 2015, and in Plano, Texas, Pizza Hut's top executives are gathering in a large meeting room. Waiting for them in the room is Greg Creed, the new big-bellied CEO of Pizza Hut's parent company, Yum! Brands. He's got his shirt sleeves rolled up and his thick arms folded. Take a seat, everyone. The Pizza Hut executives don't know why Creed summoned them there, but the look on his face suggests it's serious. Creed shuts the door, adjusts his glasses, and addresses the room. Pizza Hut's going stale. Sales are down 2% in 2013, down 3% in 2014. The flavor of now menu hasn't stopped the slide. Meanwhile, Domino's is up 5% in 2013, 7% in 2014, and set to rise this year, too. I think the problem is Pizza Hut lacks focus. So, Creed reaches into his pants pocket and pulls out a key. Here's the key to this room. I'm leaving now and I'm locking the door behind me. None of you are leaving here until you come up with a clear brand identity. Text me when you're done. And with that, Creed waltzes out and locks them in. Nine hours later, Creed gets a text message on his phone. He checks it and smiles. It's from Jeff Fox, Pizza Hut's chief brand officer. It reads, We got an answer. Can we please, please, please leave the room now? Soon after, Fox briefs Creed on the fruits of the Pizza Hut team's nine-hour lockdown. Our conclusion is easy beats better. We focused on making better pizza, but paid too little attention to making customers' lives easier. Delivery is where the growth in pizza is right now, and we're slower than our competition, and our online ordering isn't slick enough. We gotta make it easier to be a Pizza Hut customer. Creed nods. I like it. Any thoughts on how to do it? Hiring more drivers would reduce delivery times. We also think we should remodel the restaurant so we can offer people a faster dining experience. However, the most obvious step is to improve digital ordering. 
But Pizza Hut's got some catching up to do. Because Domino's is already using tech to make ordering pizzas effortless. Domino's customers can order on Google Home and Amazon's Alexa. Twitter users can order by tweeting the company a pizza emoji. And they can even use the new Apple Watch app to send for pizza. But Domino's tech drive isn't stopping there. Domino's has revolutionized pizza delivery once again. The pizza chain giant has transformed a Chevrolet Spark into a custom pizza delivering machine. We at Nesson Fuel took notice and went to our local Domino's to learn more about the car and take a test drive. It's October 2015 and Domino's is touting its new delivery vehicle, the DXP, as the future of pizza. The DXP comes loaded with features. There's room for 80 pizza boxes, dedicated storage for dips and cold drinks, and a built-in warming oven. Few people will ever get a pizza delivered by DXP. Domino's will only build 150, but that's not the point. The DXP is a PR masterstroke, earning Domino's millions of dollars worth of attention and reinforcing its image as the front-runner in pizza delivery. Pizza Hut? finds itself stuck in Domino's shadow. By the time Pizza Hut's app adds order tracking in 2017, Domino's is already testing GPS tracking of its drivers so customers can follow their pizza's journey from store to front door. And in 2017, Domino's hot streak delivers the victory it's craved for decades. $12.2 billion in sales, topping Pizza Hut's annual haul for the first time in history. Domino's honesty about its old menu's singular focus on delivery and harnessing of new technology has won out. It's taken Domino's 60 years to claim pole position. In that time, it's endured constant setbacks. It's nearly gone bust three times and watched its headquarters burn. It lost its founder to God and was forced to drop its 30-minute delivery pledge. And... It survived YouTube pranksters and overcome its reputation for terrible pizza. But now, as the 2020s begin, both Domino's and Pizza Hut have more than each other to fret about. It's May 2020, and the coronavirus lockdown's in effect in Irvington, New Jersey. A Domino's driver pulls to a stop at a red light at a junction in a usually busy part of town, but right now, the only other people he sees on the road are other delivery drivers ferrying food to people's homes. The lockdown is causing an explosion of orders for home delivery, and the big chains are racing to hire extra drivers to meet the surge in demand. Across the junction, the driver sees a Papa John's car idling. At the Little Caesars on the corner, a DoorDash driver races out the door with two pizza boxes. In a nearby parking bay, an Uber Eats worker retrieves a large Burger King bag from his vehicle. It's like this all over. Across the world, a swarm of third-party delivery companies are bringing not just pizza, but all kinds of hot food to people's doorsteps. And right now, the pizza giants are grappling with the question of how to respond. Should they treat these new players as friend or foe? Domino's has already made its choice. It believes the extra sales the upstarts promise doesn't justify the 25% slice of profits they typically want in return. Instead, it's trusting in its own ability to provide customers with a superior experience and lower prices. 
Pizza Hut owner Yum Brands is taking a different approach, sizing up the potential for an alliance that could supply a new set of customers and help win back its crown. But what is certain is that the rivalry between Domino's and Pizza Hut won't fade away. The Domino's driver sees a Pizza Hut vehicle pull up on his left. The two rival drivers glance at each other. Then they look back at the dark road ahead and rev their engines. Hey, Prime members, you can binge every episode of Business Wars ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus and Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com survey. From Wondery, this is Episode 6 of Pizza Hut vs. Domino's for Business Wars. On the next episode, we're joined by pizza industry expert Sam Okus. He's the editorial director of Food News Media, a B2B media company covering the fast casual industry. We'll discuss the present and possible future of these companies, the pizza industry in general, and how Domino's and Pizza Hut are adapting during the pandemic. A note about recreations you've been hearing. In most cases, we can't know exactly what was said. Those scenes are dramatizations, but they are based on historical research. I'm your host, David Brown. Tristan Donovan wrote this story. Karen Lowe is our senior producer and editor. Edited and produced by Emily Frost. Sound designed by Kyle Randall. Our executive producers are Jenny Lauer Beckman and Marshall Louie. Created by Hernan Lopez. For Wondering. Wait is over. So far, you're not losing. The only thing you're losing is my patience. Quickly, I see that. Bing! The queen of the courtroom is back. I didn't do anything. You wouldn't know the truth if it came up and slapped you in the face. I see he's not intimidated by anything. I can fix that. New cases. She wanted to fight me. Leave her alone. Okay, so, um... Not, this is not a so. This is a period. Classic Judy. Did you sleep with her? Yes, Your Honor. You married his cousin. His brother. That's not him. Yes, ma'am. I would make a beeline for the door. The Emmy Award-winning series returns. How did I know that? I have crystal ball in my head. It's an all-new season. It's streaming. You can say anything. (laughs) Judy Justice. Only on Freebie.